What up, everybody? It's the fifth grader in the house. Hey, I'm Kason, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Hey Kids, this is Sports Talk with Kason, Playoff Edition. What, what? <laughs> Joining me today, my co-host, my mom. What up, Kason? We are in, baby. High five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, it was an epic weekend for us. Yeah, it today we're recording this on January 2nd, 2020, and the game was just a few days ago. Feels like it was kind of 2 days ago, but it seems like a week ago. Tell me about your experience watching the Tennessee Titans versus the Houston Texans. What was that like for you, Kason? It was really good, especially since we were at NRG Stadium. What? What? Yep, we surprised Kason and our other son, Trevin, with a family trip to Houston, Texas to witness the Tennessee Titans win over the Houston Texans. It was epic. Yes, we were behind enemy territory. It was kind of, it was a fight, but we managed to come out there with a dub. That's right, the big dub. Yep. Big high five. All right. It was so cool watching it live. Oh, yeah. Like, and speaking of which, we were so down low and, like, near, like, the field, we could hear all the hits and stuff like that. Yeah. Talking. It was crazy. Yeah. We figured, you know, if we're going to go to an away game, that we're going to try to get the best seats we could. And we were really lucky. We got front row at about the, what, 15 or the 20? About the 10. Okay. The 10. Yeah. We had an amazing time. We saw some pretty cool stuff there. We got to see the guys practicing up front. I got to see J.J. Watt, the Texans' defensive end, playing catch with some Titans fans and some Texans fans. So, yeah, that was cool. He was doing what? How was he doing that? Well, what he was what, what was happening is that in the, in like this, um, well, on the field, J.J. was like throwing balls to kids who were in the stands. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that was really, that was really cool. I didn't get to throw a pass with him, but still, that was that was cool watching it. Pretty epic. And the fact that he was throwing it to some Titans fans. Yeah. And the Houston fans there, they were, it was kind of weird being in another stadium, right? I mean, you're surrounded by a bunch of opposing teams' fans. Oh, yeah. That that was very different for me, especially when we got a touchdown because there was no big fireworks like there is at Nissan Stadium and it was just it was really quiet except for the Titans fans that were around us and that a few around the stadium but overall yeah it was just really quiet when we got a touchdown so we were screaming our heads off trying to let the guys know we were so proud of them yes and well the their mascot Toro there well Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so, so at the beginning of the game before it, it showed him he was holding a Texans guitar and a Titans guitar. When he rose up the Texans guitar, obviously everyone started cheering. When he rose up the Titans guitar, there were some views, but I couldn't hear because I was uh, screaming at the top of my lungs. And then he smashed the Titans guitar. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> and they were chanting, beat the Titans at that game. Oh, yeah. Well, look, the crazy part is even their drink cups, these paper drink cups that you get that are like souvenir drink cups, they said the words, beat the Titans on it. And I wish we had kept it. Dang it. I just thought of that right now. Oh, well. Yeah. But they had a huge banner that they put up over the whole Stadium. crowd, over the end zone. That said, the- beat the Titans. Yeah. But anyway, I'm glad we walked away with the dub. But there was... One of the biggest moments I thought that happened for us was right before the game started. I think the players were on the other end of the field. They were still warming up. And I think we were there. Well, we got there two hours before the game started. 
we wanted to make sure that we were there for all the action. And so while Mr. Jim Wyatt was doing his weekly before the game check-in on Periscope, that uh, he does a little preview of what's going on around the stadium, wherever the game is at. We were watching that, and then what happened next? Well, we saw the Titans owner, Amy Adams Strunk, walk out on the field, and I, and I said to my mom, hey, look, there's Miss Amy, and she's like this, what, what, where, 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 where? <laughs> so and, then what happened? And then you screamed, Miss Amy, hi! <laughs> we held we're, up. We are waving our Titans flags, those Titans flags, we had them out. Yep. And uh, then I actually heard her say to her escort, uh, take me over there in a bit. So yeah, that was cool. And then eventually we came, she came over to where we, we were sitting. So that mm-hmm. was cool. That was really cool. And she was so kind. She introduced herself to us and asked who we are. And then we got a chance to just tell her how much we love the Titans and that we were season ticket holders. And uh, she took pictures with us. That was That was awesome. So I'll make sure to put those in the show notes. But moving right along, because we've got some things to cover. That was just epic to watch the big dub over the Texans. So we're going to step right into our fifth graders forecast and the score prediction. So take it away, Kaysen. All right. My score prediction for next week's game against the New England Patriots will be, drumroll please. Oh, I'm terrible at this. You know this. So I'm just going to do. 24 to 3. What? You think that the Patriots are only going to score three points? It could happen. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, my prediction for this game, I'm going to go with what Tom Brady put on Coach Mike Vrabel's trophy at the beginning of the preseason when he handed him that trophy during our practice with them. And I believe the score was what? 35 to... 34 to 10. 34 to 10. So I'm going to go with that. I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be way wrong, but it's going to be Titans win. Yes. That's my thought. Yeah. Though a bunch of people are calling the Patriots to win, and a lot of Titans fans are obviously calling the Titans to win. Oh, of course. But as much as we would love to be there, we're going to be supporting here in Nashville. So more about the fifth grader forecast. The fifth grader's forecast. My first forecast is Brady's Corner. We need our defense to step up this game. We, like serious. Yes. This win, you move on, lose, you go home. So we need some big Jeff Sachs and some Jarrell Casey stops to make sure that we walk out of New England with a dub. And it would be sweet to see another Kevin Byard interception. And, and we watched that one right there in Texas. That was amazing. Yeah. And some Logan Ryan action. And I'm going to let you take back over because I'm getting so excited I'm taking over what you're going to say. <laughs> What I like really about the defense is that why don't I like it? Like when cornerbacks and free safeties sack the quarterback, that's really cool. (laughs) And when we were watching it in Texas, we could hear that happen. Yeah, we saw Logan Ryan nailed the Texans quarterback. I can't remember Mm -hmm. his name, but he was number two. That guy. We don't need to remember it. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. My second forecast is Adoree time. Adoree said today at practice that he's good to go and we needed him back. Yes, we did. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Yep. And I hope that we get to see him do a flip in the end zone because I remember that when he did that last season in a game. I can't remember which one, but he did a flip in the end zone. Yeah, that was cool. My last point is take everything. Okay, so if the Titans win this, then they will go face Baltimore 
at Maryland, because Baltimore's in Maryland. But if the Patriots win, they will go to Kansas City. But also on Saturday, Texans versus Bills, the winner of that would face Kansas City. But if the Patriots win, then the winner of that would have to face Baltimore. You just said that. No, the winner of... If the Patriots win on against us, and, and that means they would go and face Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And the in the loser no in the winner of uh the Texans and Bills would go face the Ravens because the Ravens play the lowest seed that's still but still alive in the playoffs and the Chiefs play the highest seed. Okay, can I interrupt you because I'm getting so confused by all this stuff. Let's just break it down like if we win, what happens next for the Titans? I don't really care about the other teams. What happens next after for the Titans? We would go to face Baltimore. Okay. And then if we win in Baltimore, we would come here in Nashville to face the Chiefs, the Texans, or the Bills. Thank you. You're welcome. And then after that, we if we win that, we would, what what would be what would happen then? We would go to the Super Bowl in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So next segment we have coming up. Thank you for explaining it that way because I, it just gets so confusing. We have some Titans trivia, and these are really. I don't know. These are these are really big deal pieces of information for the franchise as it is. But anyway, take it away, Kaysen. All right. We watched Derrick Henry make the big 53-yard touchdown. Right in front of us, by the way. Yeah. That's 1,526 yards for the season. Amazing. Yeah. That sealed the crown for the NFL's rushing title for the entire season. He's also a finalist for the 2019 FedEx Ground Player of the Year. Get your grown-up to help you vote at NFL.com slash FedEx. Mm-hmm. We need his vote. He needs votes. It's his birthday this Saturday. We need the win, and he needs the votes for FedEx Ground Player of the Year. We're just putting that out there right now. Yes. What's next? All right. Marcus um, got in for Ryan Tannehill. Oh, my gosh. I could not even understand what was happening, by the way. All of a sudden, I see Ryan lined up in wide receiver position, and I see Marcus on the field, and I'm like, what is happening? And so then, what happened? He gave the ball to Titans rookie receiver A.J. Brown, his 50... He he threw it. Yeah. Right? Huge pass. For his 52nd reception for 1,051 total yards, making him the Titans' first 1,000-yard receiver since Delaney Walker, who had 1,088 in 2015. A.J. Brown finished the regular season with eight touchdowns. Congratulations, A.J. And congratulations to Derrick Henry. Woo! Okay, what's the last one? Ryan Tannehill is the top-rated QB in the NFL with the highest passer rating in 2019, with his totals in the regular season being 201 of 286, passing for 2,742 yards, 22 touchdowns, Six interceptions and a passer rating of 117.5, which is the best in franchise history. Amazing. He passed Steve McNair's 100.4 passer rating from 2003, and Ryan Tana Drill <laughs> won, a- won the AFC Offensive Player for December 2019. Congratulations to our quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. Hey, Mom. Yeah. How would you like to read the NFL's Football Fast Facts. 
Oh, but it's the fifth graders NFL football fast facts. Are you sure? Since it's your favorite section, (laughs) why not? (laughs) All right. Well, I'll do it real quick there. So this came to me from Brian Gengulio on Twitter. He's a friend of ours, and he found it on sportsillustrated.com. I thought it was really cool, though, because I never knew this information. So it's the history of the NFL goalposts. Who knew, right? I always thought they were just like the way they are now. But no. Apparently, in 1920, the NFL used the H design and placed them on the goal line. In 1927, the league moved the post back 10 yards to the back end of the zone. Well, because it's apparently because the NCAA did it, and whatever they did, the NFL followed. Well, in 1933, the NFL finally wrote its own rule book. Really? After 13 years of being a league? (laughs) Yeah, I guess they decided it was finally time to be uh, the big boys, I guess. And then in order to increase field goal attempts, apparently there was too many ties happening, they moved them back to the goal line. So then the NFL goalposts stayed in an H design until 1967. They changed it because the receivers would grab a hold of the post, they would spin around, and then they would go in the other direction pretty quickly. I think that's hilarious. (laughs) Imagine that if that happened today. Oh, my gosh. I can imagine the injuries. Yikes. Um, So there was a retired newspaper distributor named Joel Rotman, and he was a hobby inventor, and he had lunch with a friend in Montreal and I'm probably going to butcher the name of this team, but they were called the Alouettes, and this guy was the coach. His name was Jim Trimble. This was this uh, Mr. Rotman's friend. Well, they were having lunch, and he's staring at his fork for a really long time, and he imagined out loud, what if the football goalpost looked like a fork with the prongs knocked out? Well, Rotman thought that the slingshot goalpost would be more, uh, they would be easier to look at, and they would probably be a bit safer, which I think he's right. He shared his invention at the World's Fair Expo in 1967, and he earned a meeting with the NFL commissioner, Pete Rozelle. And it was changed right there. The uprights were on the goal line until 1974 when they were moved to the end zone, leaving it open for pass patterns. And for the last 44 seasons, the NFL hasn't found a reason to revert and likely never will given the safety issues. Wow, you're really good at that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Should be called Carrie's NFL Football Fast Facts. I don't know about that. This is your show. Uh I'm just happy to read it. Anyway, that's it. So we're playoff bound, and I think that we're just looking at this next game, and that's all we're going to look at. So, Kaysen, before we go, started to do this really awesome play-by-play in the cart, and I I wanted you to save it for this episode. So can can you do that for me now? I don't even know what all you're going to say, but you started it, and I, you have to finish it. In October 2019, at Denver, Colorado, head coach Mike Vrabel benched 2014 Heisman Trophy winner Marcus Mariota for former Dolphins quarterback Ryan Tannehill. People laughed at him and said that we weren't going to go anywhere with him. He's not, and he's no better than Marcus. He ended, he ended us having two straight wins against the Chargers, Rivers to Gordon, 
leaping toward the end zone. Did he get in? No, he did not. Wait a minute. There's a fumble. The Titans get the ball back. Woo! Yes! Titans win! And against the Buccaneers. Winston in the pocket, looking, throws for a receiver. It's intercepted Logan Ryan. The Titans win the ball game. And he was 2-0 as a starter. Then he ended us. He ended up having four straight wins against the Chiefs. Um, snap set. Blocked! Blocked by Kaloo! Joshua Kaloo! Nice. The, the Jaguars? Derrick Henry, do you want some of that? Yes, yes you do! The Colts? Um, Vinatieri's kick is blocked! It's picked up by Smith! 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, 5! Touchdown, Titans! What a play! The special teams does it again! And Oakland. Tannehill, he's gonna throw uh, deep. AJ Brown's there, it's caught! 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, 5! And down! Touchdown, Titans! What a play! And he ended up having us in the playoffs. Henry, um, they're gonna give it to Henry. Uh, Henry to the 50, Henry to the 40, Henry to the 30, Henry to the 10, Henry to the 5, Henry to the end zone. Touchdown, Titans! What a play! Derrick Henry! And he is the baddest man in NRG Stadium! And, and now, Tannehill, now Tannehill's Titans in the Tennessee Titans face off against the Brady's Patriots, the New England Patriots, in Foxborough. It's a take everything game and leave nothing. Leave no victory for the Patriots. Leave them in awe as they watch the Titans move to the second round and Tannehill's first playoff win. Okay, high five, dude. The story of Tannehill. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for tuning in into Hey Kids, This is Sports Talk with Kaysen, Playoff Edition. This is Kaysen and Carrie signing off. And don't forget to tighten up and take everything.